What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 56 of your mom's favorite threesome, and I'm getting uh, mimicked over here. <laughs> uh, the Lawrence Taylor episode. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go, That's baby. Good call. Um, good call. Speaking of, obviously, I saw, um, you know, we talked about it, what, I think two episodes ago, about the the Giants bringing the jerseys back, the old oh, jerseys yeah. and everything. We can get more to that, and, and we talk a little NFL. That was a pretty cool little moment. They had him showing off one of the jerseys. Um, oof, they're they're fire. Yeah, I absolutely. That, love they, the old yeah, Giants. good job, good job by the Giants. So. The Eagles should take a page out of that and bring back those eighties uh, yeah. uh, green ones. But and again, let's get to, actually let's get to that a little bit more. When we do the yeah, NFL. Say, we'll do that a little bit later because I want to hear Antoine's take. Uh, I heard the pod. funny. I read the funniest thing online with, with about those so. about his uh, Chicago Bear jerseys, but <laughs> we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. A um, lot of news going on, so we're going to kind of jump around uh, from different sports here. Start with some baseball. Uh, what's going on in the NBA with this Kevin Durant trade talk? Uh, we're talking college football. Sam and I are going to give our top five. Um, sleepers like sleeper teams yeah someone who you know some teams that can make some noise maybe mix uh you know throw a little wrench in the playoff talk and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna be all over the place but we did want to start the episode off with some baseball um you know second half of the season is starting up obviously last episode we were watching the all-star game um you know did that had a great great episode there talking about that and um of course, my boy, shout out Stanton. Yeah, getting that Congrats. Uh, MVP. Uh, I, mean, I think the real MVP was me that night because yeah, uh, your liver. Yeah, the real yeah. MVP that night because that yeah. was the most epic like short bus uh, we, that I've ever seen in my life. We uh, yeah, end up putting a little short bus during uh, during the night, and yeah, boy, Sam got hit hard. Yeah, it's a. I've pretty much ruled out short bus on Tuesdays uh, from here on out because um, I got flattened, guys. Uh, the bus came back at me. It came at me hard. And then uh, uh, what my thought was my uh, amigos, uh, you know, they need to watch some Band of Brothers. But uh, the th- uh, Preston, Antoine, and then Preston's dad stopped by to watch it. They all uh, drew the uh, give out half a beer card, and uh, they just all happened to give the card to me. Yeah, that was so. Oh, not not to mention the fact oh, that you, then, yeah, then you of course had fate, a drink. Yeah. And then fate, I had to take a pretty much a full beer after that. So I think you literally drank every card. Yeah, it was I bad. did. Oh, the backside of the take card, I was that was all me. Funniest part though is your dad. He would anytime he would hand the beers to us, he would split the beers up. Anytime he handed it to Philly, he gave Philly a whole. He'd be like, "Okay, Philly, you drink six. Pressing in twine, you drink two a piece." <laughs> I'm sitting there cracking. No, up. it was something like I'd never seen before. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was brutal. And for it to go down it on the awesome. Tuesday, it was rough. But uh, what? Did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was pretty good. Uh, I actually uh, managed to get off this weekend. Oh, nice. So I got to be lazy for a little bit, which nice. felt great. I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, hit up the movies, hit up the pool, you know. Yeah, enjoy the, the movie. Yeah. Enjoy it outside. So, yeah, nice. it was a good weekend. Cool, cool. Did you guys any concerts or anything? I went to uh, the Driller game on Saturday. Nice. Um, Boiling. So, let me tell you this. <laughs> that so, was the best thing about being at the pool. <laughs> yeah, there, there's two things about So, first of all, I went to a bar crawl during the day. We jumped around from all these different breweries and all this stuff. Did that all day. 
then went to the Driller game, which was having a thing uh, for the 918 weekend where they have like, I don't know, 10 or 12 breweries there. To, uh, you, you buy a, or you bought an extra ticket to, to it, and it was um, like a five ounce sample um, cup. And you'd go to all the different tents, and they would fill your uh, glass up and all that. When I say, <laughs> I don't think I watched one pitch at the Driller game on Saturday. I mean, I don't think I saw one pitch at the get because I mean, like I said, we drank all day, got there, and we were hitting the tents because it was only from like a certain period of mm-hmm. times, like six to eight thirty or whatever. And so, like, we're all going. The group of us are all going through the tents, getting drinks and stuff like that, sitting down, hanging out. Uh, I heard a home run in the background, but uh, I'm not kidding. I don't think I saw a pitch because before you know it, everyone was, we were leaving and moving on and. Uh, I was like, I, I, not very often can you say you went to a sporting event and didn't partake, <laughs> especially like Yikes. something like baseball, you which is fun. That, you were, I, was pretty, I was pretty lit. Because yeah. I, I, for anybody that's ever drank and been in the sun all day, it's different. Yeah. And it that was hits, the one best, best thing about being in a pool. It hits different, It hits bro. different. Yeah. So different. So. Now, well, and see, that was the other thing, too. It's like, you know, here recently, you know, going out doing stuff, you just drink a lot of like, you know um, – Domestic beer and stuff like that. I drink craft beer all day Saturday, oh. and boy, did it catch up. We don't, we don't have to tell the full story, but it, it caught up. You Let's should, just say that, oh, you <laughs> listeners. You can paint on. the picture. Wait, uh, no, I don't want the picture. I want to see the picture painted. You no, gotta no. tell the story. I, I, I tapped out. <laughs> He's like, we don't have enough, we don't have time today. <laughs> I tapped out before before but, uh, eleven. I, I was done. Whoo. So, so I guess right. me and Antoine's invite got left in the uh, text chain. No, <laughs> and I was off this weekend. You know, Preston never. Does he ever invite you places? I, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Does he ever invite Paul. you places? Does he invite you places? You were invited somewhere know. last week, and hmm. Oh, yeah, that's See, fair. Yeah. Just, you know, you now, to know, be fair, I invited both of you guys out like a weekend ago, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, to be fair, Dude, your boy it. was pretty much done <laughs> later that night. <laughs> Bro, I could tell. Like, you, oh, have yeah. this, you have this, like, certain way that you talk or pronunciate words. It's just like, okay, Philly's kind of lit right now. Yeah, a little <laughs> no, well, next words. week we've got the draft games, so that will be cool for us, right? Not, not this is weekend, it, but in the following weekend. Yes, yeah, we so will. Yeah, the following week. That's what's me. Yeah, we can review. So we can we'll review be, our draft we'll, teams. We'll be that. doing that. We'll so be going be out. That'll be a good it's night for us lit. all to get together and do yeah. something. So, lit. yeah, you guys are gonna have to make the trek out to Jamari's house. Yeah, there you go. So one of the games is gonna have to be you're gonna have to run to Jamari's. Speaking <laughs> of, I'm I'm ninety. That's one of the games. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm ninety eight percent sure I saw Jamari on Friday night at Pub W. Well, because I was like, I was like walking out the door, and I kind of like had glanced over, and I'm, he was wearing a hat, and I'm, but I'm 98 percent sure it was him. So that's Bro, fair. You know, Jamar, like, well, I know I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's across the yeah. bar and everything, so I'm pretty sure it was him. So shout out Jamari, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun weekend, good time. Um, did watch a little bit of baseball. Um, you know, yep. Yankees are kind of all over the place. Uh, but we're able to win the series against the Orioles. Uh, but I think the big, besides Judge being on an absolute terror, yeah, uh, you know, was he at thirty-seven right now? Yeah, home runs at four out of five games. I think the big talk of the weekend was how awful the Red Sox were. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because when I looked at that game on Friday night, and it was twenty-eight to five. Oh yeah, that's just a fifth inning, right? I was like. Um, 
I think at that point it was 28-3, too. Uh, and that's usually where Boston fans like to have teams at. Yeah, right, 28-3. Uh, wow. I mean, and it's not like they were just, like, giving up bombs. It was, like, terrible plays over and over again. And I can't remember. It was Friday or Saturday allowed an inside-the-park Grand Slam. I mean, mm-hmm. he, literally the dude lost the ball in the lights. Yeah. And then you just see the ball just it went off the it went off the yeah the, the wall. center field yeah, yeah it went off the wall and yeah. then they just literally yeah. like I mean, yeah dude was just booking it well you'd love every bit of it don't oh you? absolutely I mean that's yeah. that's was a fun weekend to watch once again we're still here and I, I'm almost positive that the Red Sox still have yet to win a series against the AL East. Which is unbelievable that we're in late July and here we are. But a lot of pictures are starting to kind of come together. You know, um, Dodgers had a big weekend uh, sweeping the Giants. They now have the longest winning streak in majors after Seattle's. Yeah, I was say Seattle got swept. Um, I mean, Astros seem to be maybe arguably the team to beat in the AL now. Um, You know, after. Uh, taken two against the Yankees um, before into the weekend, and then the Dodgers have done what they've done. So, right, as of right now, as of here at the end of July, um, are those kind of the two teams that you you guys see as being the biggest? Oh, in the AL threat. Oh well, yeah, AL or, L, or AL the Astros, NL the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, the Dodgers seem I mean, to be finding their stride. Um, yeah, go ahead, Antoine. Uh, I, I see them being. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the. Uh, I think both teams are just really good. All they've been good anyway. I think we bought. We all had them in the beginning of the season, kind of in this position or close to this position. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the Astros, they're just doing the same thing they've been doing the last. You know, they're just playing good ball. Right. I think they're hot right now. I think we're seeing how good this team is. I'm, I'm just a big person on waiting till. I'm just big on waiting until September. Yeah. You know, because you can have – you can be the best team all year long and then go into, you know, September, October, and you're not hot. I think I want, I want to see the team that's going to get hot at the right time. Uh, we've seen teams win 100-plus games and go and lose in the first round of the, of the playoffs. So – I think we both know how good these teams are. I think we expect them to be in this position, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I'm not trying to, like, jump on the Yankees bandwagon, and I'm definitely not a Yankees fan. hate them with a passion. Um, I'm really interested to see. I think, you know, in the beginning of the season, they were playing great ball. They're still playing good ball. I I want to see what they look like in September. Sure. I want to see what they look like in September. I want to see if they can get out at the right time. So, Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things um, that you know I, I'll point out. I mean, obviously, being a fan and you know seeing what the team, I mean, still best record in baseball, mm-hmm. but continue to find issues. You know, um, you know, Severino went down right before the All Star break. Uh, we lost Michael King this weekend for the se- for the season. He's been arguably about number two or three best reliever. Um, I mean, Pete, this team, a lot of talent, but a lot of issues starting to arise to where you start looking around and go, okay, well, Astros have have really put together a, a strong um, 
you know middle part of the season here. And Verlander is uh, just well. Verlander's the Cy Young leader right now. Still, I mean, I, I think he's yeah. What he's doing at this age is incredible. Um, when do we start having like goat conversations with him? Not necessarily goat, but top three, I mean, top, he, top five. I, he might be able to get his name in there. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to look up some stuff. I mean, the deal is, I, I don't know how far he is away from 300 wins, but that's kind of like you got to at least get there to be able to even have a conversation. I mean, 250 has kind of become the more realistic number now, but 300 is, you know. Or 3,000 strikeouts. That, I mean, that's big, too. I mean, I, he's, I know he's up there in strikeouts. So, um, But anyway, yeah, so like I said, um, I don't know. The Astros, they're scary scary baseball team. I think uh yeah, I think Houston and New York have separated themselves. Yeah. As a two in the AL. Absolutely. That being said, in the NL, while the Dodgers are killing it, I think the two teams in the NL East still will have something to say in the end with Atlanta and New York. And again, as we've said, now I don't know, we're in July and I have not heard one word on DeGrom. I don't know when he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean if the if they get him back it would be good for them to get him back at least next month. Yeah. That way he can – I mean, he'll have to go through the farm system and, or he'll have to go through the minors, get some work done to get back up here. But, I mean, if they can get him fully ready at least by, you know, late August, early September, heading into October no, along sure. with Scherzer, then it becomes no, very interesting. Absolutely. And the only thing I will say is, like, the Mets are kind of coming back down to earth. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously they were – they're a game and a half up right now on, on the Braves, but just the other day it just got down to a half a game, and you just kind of felt like, okay, this is what the Mets do. You know I mean? Start off strong and then kind of implode a little bit. Uh, obviously, I think they're a lot better baseball team than than imploding. Yeah. Um, I think them and the Braves might sit there and rotate back and forth a little bit. I can see that. To, to the end of the year. Um, but, you know, it just – Unfortunately, we're right back to where it's like, okay, it's Dodgers and everyone else. And who, you know, who's going to yeah. step up and be able to try to dethrone them uh, out of the NL? And like you said, I, mean, I do agree. I think the two best teams in the American League are the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, but, man, it, it's starting to – I'm starting to come down off my, my high horse a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, just, you knew it was a long season. No, no, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it just like but. this team could just always found ways to win. And then now in the last week and a half, we've blown three three-run leads. Um, like I said, pitching is just falling apart. Uh, Adonis Chapman is about to be off the roster. <laughs> I mean, like, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, but I wanted to say all that to lead right into, obviously, the big names being thrown out there is Soto. Yep. You know, where is he going to go? Where is he going to land? Um, Your team has been thrown in the mix. I mean, so they're one of the teams. Apparently, um, both the Yankees and – Well, the Mets are in there too. There was another I've read team. the Mets. Yeah, there's the Yankees and someone else had already said that they're not giving up their top three prospects. So For Juan Soto? Yeah. Well, the, the Nationals have made it clear they want everything right. and well, the kitchen well, sink. Well, that's what I was saying. So that's why I think that kind of probably eliminates the Yankees out of it. Um, it I will say the other night – uh, it must have been yesterday, in fact. Um, Yankees had pulled two of their top prospects out of uh, out of games that they were playing in, which is always raises you know eyebrows, being like, okay, what's going on? And that being one being Jason uh, Dominguez, um, who 
might be, you know, the future of baseball one day. This kid's a freak. Um, they call him the Martian. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, I hope we don't lose him. I mean, I, I am excited to see where he can go. But I, 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 I don't think the Yankees are going to trade anyway, for him. Anyway, so I want to say all that to say I don't think the Yankees are in it. So with let's just eliminate them for a second. Who do you guys see Soto going to? And does that make that team a championship contender this year? Damn, I was just about to ask that question. I the Padres. Yeah, the Padres. If he went to the pool, would they give I up? I think the two teams right now that stand out to me from what I've read is the Padres and the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals and the Padres are looking. They'll give up farm. They'll give up key farm players to get Juan Soto. Yeah. And I, think, I do think if the Padres got Juan Soto to go along with that core and that pitching staff – yeah, that could be that would be something that the Dodgers would be. I think that would make them cringe a little bit because, yeah. I mean, the, while they're eleven and a half games up on uh, the Padres, that talent in San Diego just wouldn't be that couldn't be denied. Can the Padres afford Soto? Is the question? I mean, because whoever Soto, here's the thing: whoever's trading for Soto, they also have to understand that this guy wants. You're not giving up your future to bring in Juan Soto. Which, to be honest with you, if you did trade prospects for him. Not saying the Yankees should, but if you did trade prospects for him, he's 23 years old, so he's going to give you a great, you know, he has a long MLB career left if he can stay healthy. So if you give up a couple prospects, any team that wants to do it, it's not a bad trade-off because we all know how dominant he is. We all know how good he is. The problem is who's going to be willing to give that up and then have to turn around and pay him $400 million or $40 million a year or whatever he's looking for a year. That's the problem. So I honestly just – I don't know. I don't know who would be willing to give up. I think you know, San Diego's in a win now. Uh, I think they got to be. I, mean, I think they're in a win now situation. So you think they're just going to to get them for, as a loan? No, I think they will I think they would trade key prospects like C.J. Abrams, um, some of their higher, uh, higher, number, or higher prospects to get him. And then and turn and around and pay him. and try to keep him, yeah, and, and pay him. Probably like a five- to seven-year deal, something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could see that. You think he'd be willing to take that? Uh, $40 million a year, I bet he will. And okay. I think you yeah, look at you look, at, <laughs> yeah, you look at what the Padres have in, in place. Like, again, they're in second Jeez. place, but they are without their best player. Yeah. And Dude, three, you, four, five, you throw right. Machado and Tatis and Soto in a lineup together – Holy shit. Actually, you could probably put Tatis in too, huh? Put you could put him wherever you want. I mean, yeah. Four. Whew. And then, I mean. No, it's a nasty lineup. Yeah. Jeez. And it's a nasty-ass lineup. And that pitching staff is really good. Yeah. So, I mean, if he is like – I mean, obviously, he, he's looking to get paid. He's like any guy in business. He wants to get paid. But if he's in a win-now situation too, he looks at that. Can't and, hurt. And I think, to be honest with you. And the same would go the with way, the Cardinals The way too. the Nationals – what did, did you guys hear about the, the whole all-star drama mm-hmm. with him and the Nationals? You know, I'm not chartering him a flight or whatever. Yeah. I know it's first world problems. Yeah. You know? well, I, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, it's like. It's petty. Yeah. yeah, it's pettiness, right? It's and petty. I think he's looking at that and he's eager to get out just as much as they're eager to get him out. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what team he would go to. I don't know what you would give up. I would definitely give up some prospects. I would definitely give up some prospects, maybe – you know, some quality pitching, yeah. you know, some relief it, pitching, it, something like that. It sounded like the Nationals were trying to get prospects plus some 
ready now players. Oh yeah, yeah. they didn't want to just try to go and complete rebuild. One hundred percent. So that puts them in a weird spot because now you are having to kind of give best of both worlds, and there's not too many teams that are still in the playoff race that are willing to give up guys that are the future plus guys who are key pieces to their team now. So it's kind of a it's got to be a team that's kind of already out of it. Yeah. Who. But- yeah, that which puts a weird thing because obviously Soto's trying to go somewhere to win, so he might be going to a, a team that's out of it already. So I, I don't know. I, I saw a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Mets. I still think they're a huge player in this. Sure, they got a great farm system. Yeah, we we talked about winning now. Well, nothing like having two of the top probably three pitchers in the game is a, a statement of saying we're going to win now. Sure, Pete Alonso who continues to be a freaking stud. I mean, they've got some good pieces in play. You're you're still sitting in first place right now. Why not go ahead and risk it all right now and go for a championship? I mean, you know, I mean, I think you've got a pretty. I hate to say easy, but like, you've got a pretty clear road ahead, knowing that you just got to play. End up, you got to beat the Dodgers. I mean, and you end up beating the Dodgers, you're probably gonna play one of three teams in the American League. Um, why not? I mean, if you're saying there's only four teams that are, you know, can, can, that could compete with you, why not risk it all and go for it? Well, the, I feel like I agree the that. Nationals, the Nationals are playing big bag wolf right now, but everybody knows that you guys have a broken relationship with this guy. Yeah, well, it's so just like the you Nets can ask for Cameron. everything. Yeah, the Nets and Kevin Durant, which yeah. we'll touch on later, but. You know, you can ask for everything in the kitchen sink, but you're going to have to have some give. Well, obviously, yeah, you start at high. I mean, you start at where, you know, if someone, you know, jumps at it, cool. You you know, you started high and won, you know, cash out high. Well, kind of like what's happened here. It's been, what, nine days or something since he rejected that contract. Um, So now no one jumped right at it you know you your your asking price was too high so now you start slowly coming down and then in the next few days and what we got 6 days left till the trade deadline yep um you know you start bringing your your asking down a little bit and just try to hope that a couple of these teams get into a bidding more and uh you can make out with you know getting Soto out of town and you know still building something towards the future cuz they still got a lot of good pieces i mean they they're not championship ready right this second especially when you're going to lose Juan Soto but you get a few good pieces in there I mean who knows I mean they might be able to put something together you know in the next year or two one article said that uh, they thought a dark horse team uh, going in for next season would be Seattle which I don't know Seattle's farm system yeah um, but I mean for a team that's you know not been very good for a while they've got to have some pretty good prospects in there so if they've got something, I mean, who wouldn't want a lineup of Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez? No, not. What nice. team would you guys not want to see him go to? Like, if it's even for the reason of, like, it'll put this team over the top, like there's just no way, you know, it immediately makes him a super team, or if or if, if you just don't want to see him on that team because you think it's bad for his right. career. I, like, I mean, obviously, obviously me, I'm thinking I just don't want to see him go to the Astros. I might well stay at the AL East for one. Yeah. But Astros, if they decided, you know, they're a piece away from being, you know, the the favorite going forward, and they traded everything for Soto. I, I mean, I don't even know how realistic that is. I, I I saw a couple little things about it, but 
you know, when the, you make a move right here at the deadline, be like, all right, what makes us the difference between what we are now and the clear cut favorite going forward? Well, that's kind of a move the Astros can make, and all of a sudden that lineup is nasty. I, uh, I mean, the easy answer is the Dodgers. Uh, so I'm gonna be petty. I'm gonna say the Cardinals because I don't want to line up of Juan Soto, <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt, and right. Nolan Arenado. Touche yeah. on that. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I, I don't I, usually, I I, you know, I don't take too many shots at the Cardinals because the Cubs have been terrible. But I don't want him going there. That just it. Every time I hear someone like that, it's available. I always think the Cardinals are gonna somehow make some bro, kind of deal I would, to get him. I would be so pissed off. I'll be pissed. I'll be I'll pissed, pissed if he goes pissed. to the Dodgers. I just. I just again, and the Dodgers do that. They get these guys at the midway point yep. somehow. I just don't want to see it. But yeah. the Cardinals, I definitely don't want to see it. Do you guys see? I know we kind of talked about it. The Angels are in play, maybe. No, they're, they're too far out. They're probably yeah, too well, far out. I, I mean, like obviously he wants to go to a winner, but right. at the same time, I mean, if you think about if Otani or Trout wants out, yeah. Right, I can see them more, more than likely. They're gonna want to. They want to go to. They're going to want to go to winners. But oh, I, I you think can do you more have of a player to player trade. With you Soto. have to have a three team trade in that to yeah, where Houston, right? like, say they they made the deal for Otani, or you'd have the that third like somebody team has to be a winner. Prospects. Otani yeah. goes here, and then Soto goes to. I'm thinking the Angels and that second team both send the Nationals uh, or Nationals uh, prospects. Soto goes to the Angels, and then whoever goes to a fucking winner. Yeah, that's the only way I see it. There has to be another team involved because there's no way Trout or Otani is going to want to go to the, the Angels, Angels. especially the change of ownership come in. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's it's gonna, I believe it's going to happen. I, I think it does sound like that relationship is too far uh, gone, and that both sides just got to figure out what they can possibly do. Even that means I don't know what Soto's got left on this contract. But even that means he has to go sit somewhere for a little bit till uh, he can go into free agency. I, I don't know. I, I I just like I said. I think the Mets make sense. Sure. Um, Padres. I mean, that would be that'd be crazy if they could pull that off. Um, that would be crazy. But I'm okay with Soto staying in the National League. He can stay over there. I just I don't want to see him go to anyone in there. From, from what I was reading, the only just. From even execs, they're talking about. They said there's two NL West teams. Um, like so they threw the Mariners in there and they threw the Mets in there, but that's really about it. I actually did not see them even really talk about the Astros. What about what about uh, the Giants? The Giants is another one that it could be, they said they think it's the front, the top two, Dodgers and Padres. Mm-hmm. But one of the storylines I read, they or, uh, I read, they said it would not shock them. If the Giants tried to get in there like in a last minute type yeah. de- deal, and of course they talked about the Cardinals too, because that could be a nice piece too. I mean, yeah, obviously Cardinals. Uh, I mean, I think that would put them because what they're about a game or a half or so out of first right now to the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's uh, that division's. Yeah, I mean it's terrible, but I mean um, yeah, they're two and a half out from first. Out. Okay, so I mean a move like that, yeah, instantly puts you. They need yeah. to do it because if they don't get it done, they're right now they're about third in the wild card hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, to make that kind of move to get past the uh, Bray or at least just get past one of the Braves or the Padres to get that third spot or yeah. that other wild card spot, they're going to need to do something. I don't know. I, I, like I said, something's going to happen um, by the weekend. We'll, he'll have a new home, um, and we'll just kind of have to see how that all plays out for. Do we believe that the team that got him, you know, 
now do they have enough to make their run. So uh, I'm just hoping. I just need a little relief pitching, uh, maybe a starting pitcher, and I, I think the Yankees are fine. They can stay out of the whole Soto. <laughs> the only thing I saw that they – the team that uh, – I. Again, they talked about those other teams. They said there was only I only saw one in ALA team that would, they didn't consider, and it was the Rays. Yeah. But what the Rays would have to give up, they proposed would I think it's just it would be too much. And, yeah. and then turn around and not be able to pay him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's like, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Trade deadlines. Uh, you know, it's always fun to check your phone. For breaking news. Oh, trade deadlines in any of the leagues are always yeah. fun. So. Oh, yeah, that's the best stuff. Before we move from baseball, how many wins do you guys think Verlander has and how many strikeouts? Oh, total? Yeah, total. Total wins? I'm going to say. Gosh, I might be really overselling it. I want to say. Man, I'm just trying to think. I'm going to say, because he has some really bad Detroit teams that didn't score a lot of offense, um, I'm going to say he's at two – I might might be underselling. I'm going to say he's about 235 wins. 235? Yeah, I was going to go 217. You're going 217? 239. Uh, Good call. And how many strikeouts? Gosh. He, I remember him breaking some – I'm going to say, I don't know, 2200. 2200 go ahead pressure boy I can't I can't remember what little milestone he just passed um jeez 20 26 3130 okay so it was 3000 wow he passed 3000 okay so that's, that's I was gonna say I knew he had hit something I couldn't 3, remember 2500 or 3000 oh that's okay. awesome man that's crazy Oh yeah, <laughs> now, he's a beast, man. I'm he's definitely a beast, bro. He's yeah. en route to some so some serious goat talk. So you see what I'm talking yet, about, though? Is like, so would you say two thirty nine? Mm-hmm. Two thirty nine, yeah. Eleven so, away from two fifty. Yeah, he was on so those I mean, trash Detroit teams. Two fifty is a very solid number, but that's what I'm saying. Two fifties become like the new three hundred. Three hundreds, you know, the five hundred club of you know home runs and all that yeah. stuff. So it's like. He needs to kind of get to that. But three thousand plus strikeouts. No, that's that's big. I mean, <laughs> Nolan Ryan had five thousand. So, <laughs> I mean, what yeah. do you, what do you want to talk about uh, here? Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it you alone. So. Three hundred wins. He, I don't think he had three hundred wins. Oh, okay. I don't think Nolan he was far Ryan off had five thousand no, strikeouts, yeah. bro. I could be wrong, but I don't think Jeez. he had three hundred wins. You know, actually, a great Max had yeah. three hundred wins. Yeah. Nolan yeah, Ryan, though, actually. Oh, we're about to. I'm about to find out right now. I think he might have that over three hundred. Give me a number. Don't look. Give me a number. I need a number for Nolan Ryan. How many wins does Nolan Ryan have? I'm gonna say three thirty-five. Okay, go ahead. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Three hundred and twenty-four wins. What can we talk about? Oh, the strikeout numbers are fucking ridiculous. I couldn't remember if he got there or not. Dude, he... 5,714 strikeouts. Yeah. They're right... I mean, that's just oh like one of those like, top ten records you know, no one's ever going to break. Nobody's ever breaking that, especially I, how good these crazy. hitters are now. There, there's two records, all right, all, just off the top of my head, that will never be broken in pitching. 
That's a strikeout record and the win record. Yeah. Those are two things that will never yeah, be two, touched. Two of argue the big – I mean, you could argue ERA, yeah. like career ERA, but no, wins and strikeouts, yeah, that's yeah. – Nolan Ryan had a season where he had 383 strikeouts. I read a story the other day where he threw a – a complete game, two hundred and oh, something I, I pitched that. game. Yeah. And he turned around like two or three days later and threw like a hundred and something pitch game. Dude, I'm telling you right now, just that just shows you the difference between people back then and people now. My, just, my, what type thing. of drugs was he, he taking? People just on? have rubber arms back then. Jeez, just didn't matter. Just yeah. threw. No, that's sick. He went on a stretch: three twenty nine, three eighty three, three sixty seven. 327, 341. Stupid. All right, let's go. You can move on. All right, let's get to uh, college football real quick. Yep. Obviously, we've been talking about each week, um, you know, things to get us more excited for the season coming up. This week, we wanted to do something a little different and uh, talk about our top five teams that we think that kind of, you know, people might be sleeping on a little bit. I think it's teams. I'm not saying they're going to win. I do not think any of these teams are winning the national title. Yeah, say we, we leave that off. I I kind of have. I think I have one team that maybe was a national title contender, but like, yeah, it's more of just like people aren't really talking about maybe a conference champion, a possible cost, division conference champion, division winner, champion. you know, whatever it might be. I think that all kind of plays into this. Yeah, so. my thing. Yeah, mine was like win a conference. Um, that can uh, you know make some at least you know make it tough can really ruin someone's night on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, not like a. I mean, they they, they not like, like a for sure top ten. Team, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm no teams that can ruin that could maybe uh, you know make make good enough uh, play to make a move into like their division or anything. They can make some noise. Uh, just teams that teams that are going to be good are going to be. Sleeper good. Like you're gonna look at them, you're gonna be like, "Wow, they won eight to nine games that year." That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, Preston, go ahead and give me your number five. Uh, my number five, I, I'm gonna leave it up there at five because I don't think it's necessarily a sleeper, but we kind of forget about them just because they had a down year last year, mm-hmm. and that's Clemson. Okay. I I think Clemson not only can get back to the top this year. Um, but I think they could do it pretty pretty easily. Uh, you know, Wake Forest was um, a, a good surprise story last year. Mm-hmm. You know, starting off eight zero, um, you know, had made a lot of noise. And hey, they're going to be very good this year. Um, but Clemson in a down year won by twenty one points last year against Wake Forest. <laughs> so yeah, uh, do you think Clemson's uh, going to be more of a defensive team? Now the Venables is with you guys, or do you think they're going to go? It all depends on the quarterback play. Yeah, I was just saying, that's what I was about to say. So? No one knows. They have some quarterback issues. They got two year, quarterbacks right? that are competing um, for the starting job right now. You know, the, uh, last year's guy, and uh, what, what's his name? Cade? Cole Kubik. Cole. Uh, I think it's either Cole or Cade Kubik. That he's a true. He'll be a true freshman coming uh, in yep. this year. Cade. Cade. Cade Cubic. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be he the had true some injury issues last year. Well, right. DJ, DJ last year just didn't – he did also just didn't play yeah, well. He, he was not very good. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, the same guy that we saw at Notre Dame who threw for 500 yards. Right. I mean, and they still went 10-3. and three. Yeah. So it's kind of like I just expect them to bounce right back to where they could run right through that ACC conference. So um, – I put them at my number five. Like I said, I know it's hard to call a, a team like that uh, a sleeper or whatever, but 
I, I just don't think people are thinking about the Clemson quite as much as they once were. So I think it's really SEC heavy, you know, Ohio State, you know, all that stuff. It's like, but then it's like, oh yeah, Clemson was <laughs> is still around. So I think they are going to kind of walk back into their uh, old spot. Um, I'm going to stay in the ACC. I'm going to go NC State. Um, this was a team that, if I believe right, was they gave Clemson one of their three losses last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they lost some key pieces, their rusher and their left tackle, mm-hmm. um, but they bring a bulk of that uh, defense back. Uh, defense coordinator Tony Gibson, who was at West Virginia for a little while, um, he's got some really good pieces on that defense. Uh, they bring back the quarterback again next uh, from last year, who played really well. Um, I mean the schedule. You know, it's they they got a their biggest test in non conference is going to be Texas Tech. They do have to go to Clemson. They will have to go to Louisville, but they get they get Florida State, Wake Forest, um, and Virginia Tech all at home. They don't have to play Miami. They don't have. To, I mean, they don't have to see them this season. So um, it's going to be really interesting with NC State. I like where they're where they're at right now. They're. I'm not saying I don't. I agree with you. I think Clemson is going to be the one that ends up winning. The uh, ACC, but uh, and we'll get to that in our big college football preview. But I think North Carolina State could be one of the top two uh, contenders to dethrone them in the ACC. I like that. Yeah, I think that's a good a uh, good pick. Um, my number four is kind of um, not a big surprise either, but I kind of think if there's one school to be able to do it, um, it would be them, and I, it's Houston. Um, I think Houston can kind of be the Cincinnati of last year. I like that um, pick. They're bringing back a lot of talent on offense, um, quarterback, top receiver, uh, top running back. Um, so they're going to be very offensively uh, sound again. It's There was a lot of questions of on defense and key spots there, uh, what they could do there. But they're, I'm kind of picking them because, like, they had a great year last year. I mean, they were, 11, what, 11-2? Mm-hmm. Um, but Cincinnati was what everyone talked about. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was Cincinnati's show, and um, I, I just think Houston takes that step that this year. Cincinnati lost a lot of players, and it's going to be Houston's uh, show now. So, so I just got them at my number four. Let's see, they got. Of course, they don't. They don't have their schedule up yet for the U, for American Conference. But it's another Texas Tech. Texas Tech's got a pretty interesting non-conference schedule. Um, but I like that pick. They uh, bring back – I mean, a lot of these are based on a lot of it. It's their quarterback play they're bringing back. Um, my number four is going to be uh, is going to be Kentucky. Um, and the reason why I took this over the number three team is because the number three team gets Kentucky at home. But uh, – oh, no, I'm sorry. They, uh, they're on the road. That's so. But uh, Kentucky, they bring back one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC and Will Levis. Um, they don't have to face – uh, Alabama, LSU, or uh, A&M this season. Uh, they will have to play Georgia because that is their, on their side. But, I mean, this is their this is their road schedule at Florida, at Missouri, at Tennessee. Those are all winnable games. I mean, Florida is still going to be on the come up with a new coaching staff. Um, Florida probably – I mean, you could argue that Florida could be one, but they get Utah right out the gate, so we'll find out about Florida pretty quickly. But, I mean, they have a pretty favorable uh, – you know, home schedule. They do have to play. I mean, like I said, they have to play Georgia, and they get. But they get Louisville at home. They get South Carolina at home. Mississippi State at home. Um, they will have to go to Ole Miss. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. But uh, I like where the 
where Kentucky's coming at. They they were a nine win team. They were a ten win team last year, um, and I think they've been about in that eight to ten win uh, range the last few years. So they're almost borderlining on not being so much a sleeper. But I think this year they can uh, they can make they can make a little noise. Not I mean not conference winning, but enough to put some pressure on some people. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I think that's a a good uh, good pick. I had them on my list, so I will actually remove them now. Okay. Uh, they were kind of right there. I mean, I, I was I had thought about that just because what. Um, Stoops has been doing up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've won ten games now. What twice in the last three years? Yeah. I think it is. Um, so yeah, they're doing a lot of good things. Um, I think you're right. I mean they have a very favorable schedule, and that, that's why I like that bringing their quarterback back. Um, yeah, bounce off all that. I mean, I was going to make a point with this later, but you're right. When you bring a quarterback back, it's such a big deal in oh, yeah. college football. I mean, it, it really shows you the difference between. Being you know just a basic school and then being elite is what a quarterback can do for you. So I, I like that a lot. But um, this one, I, I don't think it's a big surprise. It's so it's hard to say. But the fact that they're in the toughest conference um, is why I'm going with them. Uh, and the the difference of what this season's going to look like, and that's a And M. Sure. Um, you know, eight and four last year. You know, not very impressive. I I the, my reason why. We're saying they're sleeping on them a little bit. Is I think not only are they going to do better than eight and four, but I think they can compete um, instantly. Um, obviously, crazy uh, good draft class. They got the transfer from LSU, Max Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, this team is a lot better. And by the way, they beat Alabama last year. And not to mention, they just got done having the number one recruiting class in the country. And from some other sites, like historically, one of the greatest yeah, recruiting yeah. classes of all time. Now, did they buy it? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Hell yeah, maybe yeah. So. Be, let's just but, let's call it spade a spade. Yeah. But yeah, no. Ultimately, I just think they're gonna. This is a great first year to get out and running and start to leave, uh, you know make your mark. Uh, you know, we've seen it. We've seen Georgia do it in the last few years, to where mm-hmm. they started making noise, and then all of a sudden, bam! Last year, they put it all together and won a national championship. Um, but you look at their schedule, and very favorable in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, um, you know, you got same Houston State, Appalachian State, Miami as your non-conference. That Miami game might be a little interesting, but I, you know, I think we've all talked about Miami still not being, yeah, not there yet. You know, they're, they're doing some good things in recruiting, but not there yet. But I mean, they get Arkansas at home. They're on the road against Bama. That'll be tough. Mm-hmm. But they they got Ole Miss at home. They got Florida at home, um, at Auburn, and then they got LSU at home. Yeah. So that schedule really lines up well for them. So I expect them to make um, some big um, a big splash their first year out the gate. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like to say that second year is kind of where it is, but I, I can see them being competitors this year. Um, sure. So that's why I had to put them on my list. Uh, number three for me, staying in the SEC, I'm going with South Carolina. Um, going into year two under Shane Beamer, I mean, they he has them just just the whole like the the culture of that program just feels like it's heading in the right direction. Um, by the way, they also hit big in the transfer portal. I mean, what we think about Spencer Rattler 
is whatever. I mean, really is he's good, he's one of the most experienced, and in some of the other teams in the SC, better quarterbacks in that uh, conference. Oh yeah, they have a very favorable schedule. I mean, they're at, at their road games are at Arkansas, at Kentucky, at Vanderbilt, and at Florida. I mean, Vanderbilt. I mean, Ar- I mean Arkansas will be an interesting one. But they get then they we throw in there they get Charlotte and South Carolina State. I mean that's just in Georgia State that's just that SEC, you know, non conference scheduling. But Georgia, I mean, we'll find out quick because Georgia will be at in that or will be in South Carolina that third week. But they get A and M at home, they get Missouri at home, they get Tennessee, and then they get Clemson at home. And they're not those are not they're going to be easy games. They're going to be tough. A lot of them are, but they're at home. They're with that crowd. And as we've seen in the past, when that crowd in South Carolina gets fired up, oh, yeah. oh man, get sandstorm pumping, get that crowd jumping. I mean, that's that's a fun place to uh, to play at. So um, I just like the direction of the uh, where that uh, that school's going. Um, Shane Beamer's got him going. He's got him recruiting well. Um, I just think that they are a team that can make a little noise next year or this year. I like it. Who do you got at number two? Number two, I'm going to go the Cowboys. OSU Cowboys. Um, here's why. Once again, go back to quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Spencer Sanders coming back. That's huge for them. Um, obviously losing a lot of that defense um, is going to hurt them. They're not going to be the same. But I think that team's going to look different this year, where last year they did on defensive side. This year they're going to do it on the offensive side. Uh, I think they'll step right back in, be able to compete uh, for a Big 12 championship, and ultimately put themselves in a pretty good spot to uh, to be one of the last you know two teams uh, in the play or in in the Big 12 championship and possibly looking at a playoff berth. So I, I think it's going to take a lot for them to get all the way there but once again when you have one of the most experienced quarterbacks who um who gundy is raving over saying he's absolutely taking the playbook and uh i mean he's an all-star right now in it um i I just i frankly a little worried a little worried not knowing what to expect with ou this year um you know they're catching us at a good time to where they could be the king of the big 12 so I got OSU there at number two. Um, at number two, I got Kansas State. Oh. Um, because I think Kansas State's got every ingredient to uh, be a real spoiler in this league this year. Because as wide open as it is, because we don't know. I mean, obviously, don't know about OU. We don't know about Texas. OSU, they've got the quarterback, but that defense is going to be bringing a, a lot of new guys into that defense with a new defense coordinator. Um, you look at Baylor. Um, Baylor's still going to be hard nosed and tough, but they lose uh, they lose their top uh, receiver, their top running back. Um, a good portion of that uh, defense uh, is going to be gone this year. So, K State added Adrian Martinez, who uh, will be making his return to Norman this year, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he a guy who's a ton of experience. I mean, he's been in Nebraska for about eighteen years, um, but he brings in a lot of experience. Kind of reminds me of the old school style K State like problems they would have because you mix in Adrian Martinez. Oh, by the way, they probably have 
arguably maybe the second most talented running back in the conference behind B. John Robinson and Deuce yeah. Vaughn, who, again, has been at K-State, feels like 18 years. Yeah, that's great. Um, always seems to give oh, – definitely OU. Oh, but a, for sure. A lot of teams' problems. Um, I just think that this is going to be one of Kleiman's better teams he's had the last few years. Uh, they, they're going to be very – I think they're going to be – I'll say on offense they're going to be a little bit more – you. I was probably a little bit more tempo, a little bit more of faster pace for K-State standards. That means still probably be slow, but it'll be faster for what they're used to doing. Yeah. But he's a guy who adds another development with his legs that is going to give teams problems. And I think they're a team that can make some noise this year in the Big 12. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I did not see you go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because, yeah, I mean, I thought of some playmakers and stuff like that that K-State had. But, yeah, I wasn't – wasn't quite thinking. I, the Big Twelve is just a big mystery to me right now. I yeah, mean, you know, you're so used to it being OSU and OU and Texas. Not really, but uh, you're <laughs> used to those schools sure. being thrown in the mix of being the top. Then all of a sudden, you think of like, well, I don't know, Kansas State could compete. Um, I'm staying right in the Big Twelve with you, and it's Baylor. And what I'm telling you now is, yes, they lost their uh, top uh, running or top receiver. Uh, but they bring back, you know, quarterback Bohannon, and um, actually no, Bohannon will not is not the starter. It's going to be that kid who played in the uh, Big Twelve title well, game. So I, I thought it's still competition because what I was reading today, they're saying. I think Jerry transferred to. Hold on, he transferred to. He transferred to South Florida. Yeah, once they made yeah when? yeah. He transferred to South Florida. It was back in. So I was reading this Baylor thing. Now it was the beginning of July when I was reading. Okay. June tw- 14, 2022, former Bears QB Bohannon gets lots of hype at USF. Okay. Well, and it was in even, May when he landed. Well, even with, better then. Because what I like what they're doing is they don't have to be great off. They find ways to put these athletes in positions and. Um, going into seasons, you really don't know. And that was kind of going to be my, my dark horse part of it, is that we're not really expecting anything big from the, on the offensive side. It's the defensive side that they've continued to find ways to improve. Um, you know, Dave Aranda, what he's done is absolutely incredible. You know, um, I, I think not only is Baylor um, good enough to win um, the Big 12, I think they could win it and have a possible chance to get in the playoff. Uh, I just see them as that team. Sure. Uh, especially, like I said, in a weird year where Texas is rebuilding. Uh, you know, how good are they really going to be? OU, we have no idea what they're going to do. OU is either going to win the Big 12 or lose like three games this year. I have no idea. Uh, but Blake th- Shapin, that's the kid's name. Okay. Yeah. I, I But I just see that um, – Baylor's found themselves in a very good position to where, like I said, you got OSU rebuilding, you got Texas rebuilding, you got OU rebuilding. Baylor, yeah, they lost a, key, a couple key people on offense, but they seem to be the most experienced team um, that will be ready to go. So Baylor's kind of my dark horse to, like I said, maybe sneak in and get in a playoff spot. I like it. Good pick. I mean, uh, my top pick actually plays Baylor this year. My top pick is the uh, BYU Cougars. There you go. Soon to be Big 12 member. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as a team that is still independent at the time, 
I mean, their schedule set up to a team that could be, like you mentioned with Houston, could be in that conversation for a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, their road games this year, they get Oregon at a great time when Oregon's still in uh, uh, kind of, you know, they're still getting everything acclimated with the new coaching staff. Um, but they're, they're on the road there. They play Notre Dame this year in Las Vegas, neutral side game. You, you somehow win both those games. I mean, you're in great position. They get Baylor at home and uh, and at BYU. They would later play, you get they get Arkansas at home uh, later in the year, and then their last real I mean test they get Boise State, but I think they're going to be better in Boise State. Um, but it all everything else sets up. They get they got to go to US, USF. They should beat them. They get Utah State. Should handle them fine. Wyoming at Liberty. Um, Dixie State, I've never even heard of Dixie State. Uh, but they have a very favorable schedule that if they can win Baylor, Oregon, and Notre Dame, they somehow win those games, I mean, they're really in the driver's seat uh, for a New Year's Six game. Even if they lose one of those games, they can still it's still one of those things where they can put, go try to get in for an at-large bid. Mm-hmm. So, um, And they bring, back, they bring back their running back. They bring back their uh, quarterback from last year. Um, they're a talented team. Uh, it's one to definitely keep an eye on. They're about one of my favorite teams to bet on. I, I, I tell you right now, I see these spreads that they get, and I've just made so much money on betting on BYU. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You're going to get Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas right there. There's four games to keep an eye on for betting on BYU this year. Because uh, Arkansas, i tell you what, Arkansas is a team that we could make an argument for as a sleeper. Uh, what they bring back with KJ Jefferson. I mean, they they're a talented team. The problem is, is I think their schedule is just like the shits. Right. Um, Notre, I mean, we've we talk about Notre Dame all we want. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be talented. It'll be interesting to see where they go from last year. Oregon's kind of just they're getting started with a new staff, so it'll be interesting where they go. Baylor, like I said, they're a dark horse for you. So, um, but they got to break in a new quarterback, and his I'm gonna say it's probably his second. Second game of the year is going to be on the road in uh, Provo. That's it's not an easy place to win. No, you're right. That's a good point. BYU, BYU also has some of the cleaner uniforms of college football. Yeah. Like that navy, white no, it, it's look. Yeah, it's, it's a sharp. good look. And then like when they go that. to the old school look, that's a good look. Yeah. I just have a hard time saying anything positive about BYU after what they did to my poor Sam. I know. I get it. <laughs> oh, Bradford. <laughs> I get uh, it. No, no. Um, good list, though. Yeah, good I like list. list. I like both. Uh, I I think it, it's kind of funny. It's like obviously we're very top heavy still with the the top schools. I mean, you, you think of uh, Bama, you know, you think of Ohio State, you think of Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, it's just kind of wide open to yep. where someone else could just kind of jump in there and and uh, you know be be the guy uh to uh, kind of take over college football um i think bama really put themselves in a very good position to be the favorite again um them in ohio state now i was just, well, i was to say so ohio state I, I still have a lot of questions on defense uh for them but offensively they're going to be fantastic so it's like um no, I mean obviously, I think they're going to blow through the Big Ten. I mean, <laughs> yeah, who's going to stop them? Iowa. 
I think God. God. There you go. This is going to be fun all season as he takes pot shots at <laughs> Iowa all season long. I can't wait to college football season. Um, I, I mean, again, we'll, we'll have the big episode and we'll get more into it. I think there are certain tiers. Uh, I know people have been putting those up online and stuff on Twitter. I do think there is a certain tiers, and I think, yeah, you have those three. Iowa – or not Iowa. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How 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 much would it suck for you if Iowa just came out like gangbusters and we're just fucking awesome this year? They would, what, if, what if Ohio State played them and they basically did to Ohio State what they did to them like a few years back? Impressive, but they're not going to, yeah. so I'm okay. But you look at it, Ohio State, Georgia, Bama are on one tier. I think Clemson and I think the only one I could argue make an argument for is probably Utah. Yeah. Because um, I mean, they bring a lot back. Um, I think those are kind of in a tier two, and then you have a lot of mystery. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, can't wait, man. Uh, like I said, every time we do this, and you know everything leading up to it, I'm just getting super excited. It's just a weird year because there is so much unknown. Yeah, uh, going into it, it's, a, it's the first year in a long time I felt this way, and so it's it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, just overall, I'm excited. Uh, the only other news I, I saw today was Arch Manning is no longer the number one uh, recruit in his class. Um, ESPN took him down and put Malachi Nelson. I was going to say, unfortunately, it was kind of like insult to injury yeah. when I saw that because I was like, oh, yeah, he was committed to OU. And yeah. now he's at USC. Yeah, so, he sucks to Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I wondered if that was a good thing for Arch, though. To kind of quote unquote be humbled a little bit and fall off that spot because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this mm-hmm. class that's coming up, um, but maybe he needed a little kick in the you know in the shorts to kind of get him because he's living off a lot of his name. I mean, I think a lot of people would say that, um, but this would kind of be a good opportunity to be like, okay, well, let me show you why I'm the number one guy. Well, he didn't go to the Elite Eleven right. competition. Yeah. To face all these guys, Malachi, Dante Moore, uh, you know, the OE's uh, QB recruit uh, commit, Jackson Arnold. Yeah. A lot of the top guys in college or uh, in high school football, he didn't go. Why? To beats just me. Because he didn't want to? Beats I have no because clue. Because he's going to go somewhere anyway just because of his last name. He hasn't, That's from why. my understanding, is that he has not done any of these, he has not gone to any of these camps and taken and just put himself out there in this competition. Yeah. Now, whether it's smart, not smart. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. You would like to see a guy who is apparently the number one recruit, and especially that quarterback. You would want him to go and try to see and take these guys. Competition. Yeah, and be like, 100%. I'm here to compete. I'm here to show y'all. That's a mindset thing, man. And that's my understanding. That I mean, even Malachi Nelson wasn't. I mean, Jackson Arnold won the Elite Eleven MVP, right. but there was a real argument to make that Oregon commit Dante Moore was the best quarterback at that. Interesting. That there, and they said, and Mal- that thing with Malachi, because everything I heard was positive about him, said he was really good. But apparently, Dante Moore was really good. Really showed out. Yeah, really showed out. Jackson Arnold really showed out. They said he had the best arm out of all of them. Um, but you would just like to see him going and get involved in that, compete. I mean, he's just not the only, I mean, you're not, there's college guys that are there too that are at this thing that, I mean, why not go shot and see, you know, kind of spin the ball around a little bit, see how you compare to some of these other guys, even the guys that are in college. Huh? You think he's hungry? 
like, I don't know. You, there's a saying, it's, you guys heard it, it's hard to be hungry when you wake up on silk sheets. Yeah. It's hard to be motivated when you wake up on silk sheets. And I'm not you know, I'm pretty sure he's been comfortable his entire life. Sure. Right? So, with that being said, do you think he's, like, competitive enough, has that edge to go out there? and? The Mannings just have such a unique... The, just a mindset and kind of attitude. I mean, they're very laid back, so I'm sure, like, trying to find this out about Arch is, in a way, probably almost like pulling teeth. I mean, obviously, you, you know, his teammates probably know, but he looks like a guy who does, he's not a real rah-rah guy, but he's more of a, you know, he just goes out there and plays, and then you just follow his lead that way. That's um, cool. I haven't but heard you want much. him to have that mindset. Sure. Any guy whose last name isn't Manning is showing up to that QB eleven event. Am I right or wrong? I think so. I any mean, I, any guy. There is no no top quarterback turning that not going to that event. Am I right or wrong? No, I mean. So I a lot of those quarterbacks that went there, they're in the NFL now, or they were in the NFL, or you know, you or they know were high, they were highly they were highly guys. recruited. They either were pretty decent in college or good in college. Went to the NFL. Did you know? A lot of those guys that went to the event are in it. I mean, there, so I don't know the non-call high school guys like C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb was there. They're all there. They're doing. They're working with the guys. They're show. They're doing a little small pro day type thing. So I mean, other guys there. These are all guys again, like that are like Arch, highly recruited top guys. And you would want to see your guy out there competing. You want him to have that kind of edge, but. You know, it's you know. Maybe it was some type of injury we don't know about. I don't. I mean, know. different things. You know, guys have different mindsets. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to focus on that stuff. He needs to prepare for, you know, his season with high school. I mean, that's. I mean, he did not exactly end last year in high school on a good uh, night. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'll tell you what. I'd really like. You know, have you watched that series on Netflix? Uh, QB one. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Fields was on it at one point. Yeah, he was. He was. Spencer, Spencer Rattler was, was on, on it. Last, Spencer Rattler. Last one. Yeah. Um, what, Tate Martell. Uh, God, what a bad guy. Yeah. Hey, dude won, man. I, I, he grinded in freaking uh, high school. But, yeah, he was an interesting dude for sure. Uh, but, anyway, I'd like to see a lot of these dudes on that. That would uh, be cool for them to do that. Know. I mean, that would be – obviously, now you look at, like, Name, image, likeness. I mean, a good thing would be to have them on there now. Yeah. Especially you could do it now in college. Right. Because of everything like that. So. Well, I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, it's cool to think about Arnold coming to OU and all that. But I'm like, dude, in today's world, you can't – until they're on campus competing, you can't count on anyone going anywhere anymore. I mean, until they sign the ink in either December or February. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I mean yeah, – forget that. Until they put a jersey on yeah, at this I mean, point. It, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like so ridiculous field, by the way. that it's, it's like – like, But, yeah, it, it, I was excited to see all the, all that talent. Um, and, I mean, guys out there, you know, stars of tomorrow kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, college football, man. What else to say? Almost here. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that episode. I can't wait because that's just the start of football. Yeah. Me. Oh. Then the NFL. Yeah. Then fantasy. Yeah. Then us shit talking in the group chat. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and just talk about the NBA uh, trade talks and everything like that going mm-hmm. on. Obviously, today was a, a, a new uh, part of the whole Kevin Durant saga of where he might end up. Antoine, tell us a little bit about that. Um. Apparently, the Celtics offered a trade. Uh, I, from what I'm reading, it was maybe a couple weeks ago they offered a trade for uh, with Jalen Brown in the package for Kevin Durant. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. And, and, and Jalen Brown sent out a tweet that said, uh, "Shake my head." You know, he put SMH. You know, and that's all he said. And I'm pretty sure he's doing that as a response to what he's hearing with this trade package from the Celtics. And he has every right to feel that way. Sure. Um, he puts his. I think we we we've all said it. Uh, you know, during these playoffs, he was the grit, and he was the best player on the Celtics during this playoff run. In the finals. In the finals. In the finals. Well, okay, yeah, in the finals. But in I'm saying finals. like he was the grit. The he was. Time, he was. He was a dog. Right. He was an absolute dog. There are times dog. Jason Tatum would fall off, but I don't feel like we ever had that moment with Jalen Brown throughout the entire playoffs. Uh, no. Yeah, we did. There are games he didn't play well, but those usually coincide with games that Jason Tatum is not playing well. No, very few times where or both were not playing well. Jason Tatum would could it, it was like if one fell off, the other one picked up the slack. Jason, if Jason Tatum was on, Jalen Brown may not have been on. There weren't very many games where both of them were on, but J, there were games that Jalen Brown did not play well. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, for the most part, though, I think we've had more conversations about how much better he was playing. In our opinion, in the, then, only in the then finals. Tatum, then Tatum for Tatum played Tatum played good, but we we kept saying he kept falling off. No, and I the, I disagree with that because Tatum played well in each series up until the finals. I mean, you look at that Milwaukee series; he was fantastic. I mean, the net they swept the Nets. I mean, it was kind of a there was Jason. They both played well in that series. J- uh, Jason played great against the Bucks, and in, in Miami, it was kind of a back and forth thing. The only one series that stood out that were one played better than the other was in the finals. The Not Jalen definitely played better, much better than Jason did. Uh, well, I get what you. I, I feel you. I just feel like if you look at it, I feel like Jalen Brown was more of the grit. He, was he the is. Heart, he is. He is the right, yeah, of yeah. that team. Um, so for him to be offended, I feel like he has every right to be offended. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Celtics to even offer this trade, what is – where are they saying? You know what I mean? Like, they they have a really good team, and that team performed last year, I guess up until the finals when their best player didn't really show up or, quote, unquote, their best player. Yeah. Uh, I think it's bad for the Celtics to trade a player like Jalen Brown – and get, you know, a guy like Kevin Durant for maybe two or three years. And that's just depending on if Kevin Durant can stay healthy because he's been having a lot of injuries the last five years, you want to say? Yeah. The last five years he's been very injury prone. From a skill set, you put Kevin Durant on the floor. If he's hot, he's the best player in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Just from a skill, from mm-hmm. a skill set. Um I don't know if I would be willing to trade a player like Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I think that's putting yourself in the position because now you're putting all your eggs in one basket and you're saying Tatum and Kevin Durant combo is going to get you to win a championship. Not realizing that every team is low-key getting a little better, right? Especially in the Western Conference, uh, depending on what happens with Miami and, and, you know, if Donovan Mitchell goes there. I don't know. I just don't. You're you're trading a score for another score, right? Mm-hmm. How do, what do you think about? Like, I personally think you're trading a, a score who can at least get you ten more years for obviously a Kevin Durant generational type talent score mm-hmm. who's going to get you two or three years. My thing is, this makes no sense because the Celtics did everything they needed just a few weeks ago, uh, signing. Uh, 
um, I mean, they traded for uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And then they just signed um, – shit, uh, was with the Thunder. She used to go to the Italian. Uh, oh. Uh. He, just, he just went with uh, Atlanta this past year. Um, but yeah, we know who you're, yeah, I get what you're saying. Hold on a second. Because now it's going to bug me if I don't know. Get Gallinari. Right. They, just signed, oh, they just signed Danilo Gallinari and traded for Malcolm Brogdon. And we talked about this after the season that they needed to add depth on the bench and scoring. And they did exactly that. And there's no reason to believe that the Celtics, without even having to make a Kevin Durant trade, aren't the favorite in the East going into the next year. Why are you making this move? It makes I, no, it makes no sense. You just fucked up your team's chemistry. Too. I mean, really, you almost have to. I mean, you either have to go and like seriously make things good with Jalen Brown and just you know go with the roster you have, or you 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 make the trade. Now the Nets did the uh, offer was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick for Durant, but the Nets also wanted Marcus Smart. There's no way in hell the Celtics need to give up Marcus Smart. So that I mean, unless something else, I'm, they had to give up to. Get a Kevin, but you either have to make the deal or you have to do some serious quality control with uh, Jalen Brown because I think you have to because I I just don't, don't understand they, they don't need it they don't need Kevin on that team and they don't need the drama. This is a team that was this close to winning the championship. Yeah. You know that you don't need the drama now. You just created a situation that you have to repair. You know with the relationship between you yeah. and Jalen Brown, who is. You know, yeah. we're talking 1A, 1B for, sure. you know, Jason start Tatum the, and Jalen Brown. Yeah. And he is that guy. He was there before Tatum was. He was there a year before Tatum was. Yeah, he yeah. was there a year before Tatum. So it's like when, you, when you're when you a player and you, you have this team, you're playing for your brothers and you're also playing for the organization because you feel like they have your back. Mm-hmm. So if one of those gets severed, severed now there's going to be an issue. Now it's like, am I playing for myself? Am I watching out for myself? Am I going to start doing things on the court that's going to be selfish and it's going to affect everybody on the team and where we're going to go as far as, you know, if we're going to even make it to the playoffs or make it to the finals again? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the expectation for the Celtics going to the next year. Oh, I mean, and then you look, at, to the, and you look at what they, they signed, they and signed. you're like, I mean, we're putting a team together that's going to have chemistry and a bond to make it to this finals to get us over the hump. Yeah. This is what we needed. We recognize it. Let's do it. They just took ten step back. They just well, they just took, they. I mean, it just it's just a questionable decision on for a guy and Brad Stevens who hasn't really made very many questionable decisions for the Celtics since he got in the front office. But yeah, man, I mean, like I said, you either gonna. I I don't understand it because I mean, yeah, the season started right now. I would have Boston as my favorite in the East. Um, I probably would have them as maybe the third or fourth best odds to win the nat- to win the NBA Finals next year. But and that was without any drama. But now that you do this, I mean, it just it takes a hit to them. It's something they didn't need. Um, it's I don't know. It's gonna be interesting going forward. I mean, obviously, I think they should just go ahead and just admit that they fucked up. They're not uh, going to. They're not going to. So the, if you don't want to do that, you don't want to do the quality control. Then you got to trade for Kevin. You have to finish this trade. Or not even trade for Kevin. Just maybe trade Jalen Brown for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe do that because you're getting a, essentially the same type of player with Donovan Mitchell that you have with Jalen Brown. God, Only Utah's going to want – I mean, that's not going to – I mean, they're going to want more than – I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown? You I love Jalen Brown. You but they're going to train that one. But they're going to want – they're going to – I mean, Utah's going to be kind of that same thing where they're going to want – Donovan Mitchell's a better player than Jalen Brown? I mean, 
I, don't, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a—he's more athletic. Uh, he's a better scorer. He's a better shooter for sure. Donovan Mitchell's a better shooter. I don't. Don, Jalen Brown's think, a better slasher than yeah, uh, than yeah, yeah, he's okay. definitely a better slasher. I, I agree with that, but I think I I think you can trade Jalen Brown and maybe throw in a draft pick and get Donovan Mitchell. You don't have to give everything. I mean, you had talk, you're trade. talking about an organization, what their thought process is. Utah's going to want more. I mean, they'll get Jalen Brown. That's great. They're going to want more. They're going to want. Well, they're going to want probably another player. They want some draft picks. If you're turning picks. down Jalen Brown trades, you're not going to get shit. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> you're not getting shit. If you're turning down Jalen Brown for Donovan Mitchell, I mean, one player just took a team to the finals. Donovan Mitchell's never done that. And he's had. Well, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, he's been that, to the, he's been we to can the talk shit on Jason, Brown, or Jason Tatum right now. Jalen Brown had Jason Tatum on his team. True. And, I mean, true. they also had one of the best, if not, arguably one of the best defensive teams defense. in the league. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, Donovan, don't get me wrong. Donovan Mitchell has some shortcomings, but. It's not like you. I mean, Utah didn't. Exi- I mean, Rudy Gobert is limited in what he can do. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, he, he's, if he can't do anything down low, then he can't do anything at all. At least Robert Williams will try to do something. You know, I mean, he'll take out. He'll shoot some 12, 12 footers. He'll shoot some short stuff. I mean, he's after what I saw of Robert Williams. I like him a lot more than I do Rudy Gobert. So Jalen Brown has. Other pieces there that are help helped him get to the finals. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he has an old Mike Conley. He has a limited Rudy Gobert. He's great on one side, not Mike great on Conley, the other. But Mike Conley was balling though. He, he was, was but from, I mean, he's but fresh from All Star, he's team. not going to do like, anything that I, I would take Marcus Smart. I would take team. Marcus Smart over Mike Conley. I mean, he Jalen Brown, as great as I think Jalen Brown is, and I do agree. I mean, he was fantastic in the playoffs. It's just it's not that he did all this alone. I mean, Donovan, no, Donovan Mitchell like, has a lot more shortcomings on that team than Jalen Brown. Uh, definitely had a Brown better does. team, but I feel like if you're if you're just talking like pure talent, I feel like you could balance that more so than just say give me six draft picks and a player. I mean, you're not you, going to get Jalen Brown in six draft picks. You're going to get Jalen Brown again, maybe this a is, reserve player in a draft pick. Well, this is—I mean, that's exactly. But this is the organization is how they're thinking when they're giving up star talent. So you couldn't build a team around Jalen Brown. I—I I mean, I'm just saying. I, mean, I'm just opinion. Do I don't you, think. I don't do think, think so. you could build I a team around Jalen Brown if you had Jalen Brown and and you put paired him with a really good big man and some pieces around it. Is that a team that's going to be able to compete? In the playoffs, I just don't know if he's a one. Yeah, that's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. You think yeah. he's a two? I mean, he's he's a dog, man. I mean, he's got it, but I don't know if he's got to be the guy. I don't know. I mean, we're giving Jason Tatum a lot of shit because we believe Jason Talent's te- talent level is he's a guy. Yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Jason Jalen Brown is a star. Yeah, he is a star. So, I mean, he's a yeah, stud. A, so you, yeah, okay. So I get what you're, yeah, get what you're saying in that. I get what you're Donovan saying. Donovan Mitchell. I, the reason why people are so high on Donovan Mitchell is because they think he has that potential to be a guy. Yeah, he has a, the potential to be a guy. Dude, he lit it up in the playoffs. I think he's uh, no. I think he can be that guy, but I think it's also one of those things where I just have to see him in a position where he has a team around him and win to uh, be able to win. Imagine this. Imagine. I want to see. Imagine Donovan Mitchell goes to the Heat. It's him and uh, Jimmy Butler. And Dude, Bam. that's ridiculous. And, well, and Bam. Bam. But, uh, and Bam, you yeah. Put, you put those two guys together, that is a perfect duo because both those guys, like Butler trying to be the guy, 
isn't necessarily his game. Like Donovan Mitchell could kind of be. You mean the guy is like as far as like because I feel like Butler's the leader of the team. No, yeah, he, he'll but have that, not, but he, he doesn't have to be like the superstar where he has to take all the shit. If he had that nice piece with Donovan Mitchell and they could feed off each other, oh man, that would be that'd be nasty. But if Jalen Brown went there, you don't feel like it's the same effect. No, I, I'd be okay with Jalen. I mean, I if Jalen Brown went to Miami, see, yeah, then, we're, then, we're talking then, about yeah. three guys. Who but are he all, needs a side. He needs a guy who they is all need a, a side piece. Yeah. Or sidekick. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, the, again, like I said, when we're talking about Jason Tatum, it's great he has Jalen Brown, but we, the way, his talent level and everything, we expect him to be a dude. I mean, Jalen Brown is a dog, but he's also a guy that needs that other piece. I mean, for me, Donovan Mitchell is in that same kind of boat that, like, Jamal Murray is. And when he's healthy. If Jamal, if he gets, whatever he gets healthy. Jamal Murray, those two dudes marry each other a lot. And I think those you are think two. Jamal dudes. Murray could be the guy on somebody's team. I think he could actually. No, I think his scoring ability. He's he could. nasty, man. I was with you. I was with you for a minute. I think Jamal Murray's a baller. I, I'm not. I'm not because they they had that playoff game where they both like went off. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray has got to play with Jokic, right? So he's been in the position to be able to show like, okay, I can play in this league. I can play in the playoffs. But I don't think he can be the guy on somebody's team. You take him off the Nuggets and you put him on any other team. I don't think he can be that needs the guy. I don't think he can be that guy. And I don't know, man. I think I I'm think he thinking, I think I he think has so. that potential to be it because he has that mentality. Like when the fourth quarter comes around, he wants the ball. I know they got Jokic and everything, but when the fourth quarter comes around, he wants it and he wants to he wants to be the guy that decides it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's got that killer instinct. Um, I, I think I, Donovan. Right. I could agree with Donovan more so than Jamal Murray. You're right that like it, it's a weird spot to be like, well, he's had a, another superstar with him, two-time MVP. But it's like, okay, well, you can really start saying that about most people who are going to go to another team and try to be the guy. Like, put put him on another team. Say he's not the guy. Like, put. I mean, let's say. I mean, but there are players you can move and be like, okay, that's the guy. Kevin Durant went to seventy three and nine. Or shit, I'm sorry. Did I say that right? Seventy three and nine. Yeah, seventy three and nine. Golden State Warriors team. And guess what? He was the guy. Are we sure about that? I don't know. Are we sure about that? Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen. Kevin Durant was the guy when they won two championships. Now was he? Obviously, it was Steph's team, and obviously the Warriors had a championship mentality in place. Before Kevin Durant jumped on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. right? And he went there, and sorry, we didn't like it, but he was the best player on that team, sure. right? So, I, don't, I mean, that – If I, LeBron James went to any team, he's the guy, obviously, yeah. right? If – if who can we say? I, don't I mean, if say, Steph Curry – I don't want to say team, Devin Booker the, because I feel like Chris Paul is the guy. Devin Booker takes De- – I'll say this. Devin Booker is taking a hit in my eyes, and he's now a guy that's. If we, if you, if you think that he's way, he's in the Jamal Murray. Category. He's there. there you go. If you he's want to do that, Jamal he's in the Jamal Murray, Murray category. category. So, but if Jokic went there, if 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 if, if Luca went somewhere, if you know, I can name twelve thousand or a lot of players. But if those guys went to teams, they're the guy, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we can say that about Jamal Murray, who played with a two-time MVP. 
don't know those playoffs. I don't those, know, that, those playoffs because we thought me. at one point we thought like on, when Russell Westbrook went was on the Thunder, he was that guy, right? After KD left, oh well, yeah, KD I mean he, he was, was the guy, right? He was he the, was the guy. I mean, but yeah. then he went to another team, and you would think he's going to be the guy, and he was he wasn't the guy. Well, he wasn't I mean, the for, guy on the Rockets. He wasn't the guy on the Wizards. He wasn't the guy on the Lakers. Uh, well, the Wizards. I mean, obviously, he, he, Bradley, he did ball yeah. out towards the later half of the year. He's but, the reason why they got in the playoffs. Yeah, but all in all, I just, I don't know. It's just we'll we'll go back to the Jamal Murray yeah. thing because we're getting off track. But uh, I mean, I think I the main like argument for Jamal Murray is, is that we, it's I'm taking off a short, I'm a short uh, uh, sample size of what I've seen of Jamal Murray. That he's he has that potential. That he has that potential. Now he's been out for an entire year. I mean, he literally has been out for an entire year. Towards ACL, right? Yeah. I okay. mean, he's. I mean, another guy who is the guy on a team is was out for an entire year last year in Kawhi. I mean, so yeah. it's yeah, gonna, yeah. so he's another one that like, got Jamal. I think he has that potential. Now again, you're. I mean, you are correct. He has been playing with Jokic, but man, in those so a lot of those, even in the regular season games that he was in. He took. He would just take over games. That even games that Yo. I mean, there's times that I mean, Jokic couldn't take over the game the way Jamal Murray could, because his scoring ability is. He's, ju- he's just score. such a a Swiss Army knife of scoring. I mean, he yeah. can slash. He can hit the three. I mean, he could do a lot of things. Nah, he's a baller, bro. And and now and now, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is supposed to be is going to be healthy. That Nuggets team is going to be nasty. But um, back to what I was saying. What I would like to see, like as far as this Kevin Durant situation, what I would like to see, which is probably not going to happen, I would, I would love to see Kevin Durant say he doesn't want to go to the Celtics because it just bothers me that he would go to another team that beat him in the playoffs again and then go win a fucking championship. A team that just went to the finals, that beat you to get to the finals in the first round, but yeah. you were one of the teams you, you – you know, they were they were the team that knocked you out the playoffs, and then you joined them again. I don't think I would Kevin really has a say, say where he would go. But he has a trade clause, doesn't he? I don't think he does. I think the Nets have have kind of the leverage. Oh, so they, in this. they have leverage. Yeah, they have the leverage in this deal. Uh, so, well, if he man, I don't know. That's just. Mine. I mean, he could go there and be like, "Well, I'm not going to play because you know this, yeah, that, and the other." Know. But I just, I just so I'd rather see the Celtics just shit. go. I just rather see the Celtics just you know do damage control. You yeah. know. You know, make it up to jail. I mean, it's a tough situation, but just do that and just get this team ready for uh, the season coming up. Because I just think they've got, as a team, they've got too good of a team. You to, think the Celtics put this 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 information out? Not the Celtics, the Nets put this information out. Why not? I mean, if they did, you know what I, I mean, mean? Like, just th- that'll work in their favor, bus. huh? Yeah, just throw a team under the bus. Yeah. yeah, like you didn't give us Marcus Smart, we're gonna throw out this information. To kind yeah. of throw a little Because like, now Jalen Brown's pitch. Yeah, wedge into your guys' He's chemistry. human right now, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, we just went to the finals and you trying to trade me? Yeah. To the Nets? Yeah, no shit. I'll be human. I'll be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, you know, obviously my personal feelings towards Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, I, I would hate to him take another. He doesn't care. He didn't really. Do, he he's at, gotten over that to where he does not care um, if, if he goes somewhere else, like a championship contender right out the gate. Oh yeah, that's anyway. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't want to see him go anywhere like that. But oh well. Uh, let's move on to the NFL um, real quick. Just want to just touch on Kyler, Kyler Murray. Obviously, absolutely gets paid. Pay. Uh, put, puts them in a position to where all right, they're all in. 
So yep. uh, the season is going to be very important uh, mm-hmm. going forward. Can we give a round of applause to the Buffalo Bills for walking up Josh Allen yeah. for, what, $160 million? Yeah. Seven years? Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> they've put it out there and said, Kingsbury, we're, we're sticking with Kyler, so mm-hmm. you better do your part or you're gone. Yeah. So – Basically just saying, like, that second half of the season yeah. better be better. Yeah. Um, so I just want to get your take real quick. Kyler Murray, you know, electric at times, has had some injury issues. Is he worth this contract? I mean, it's tough to say because guys are going to – the way these contracts are going for QBs nowadays, I mean, they're going to get paid. I mean, they're just going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, he – I mean, his talent is obviously um, – it, it's he does have that that unbelievable athleticism, um, you know he does. Unfortunately, now he has been getting injured a little bit more in the last couple of years. Um, I don't know. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't know. I mean, these guys get paid. It's you really don't know. I honestly, you don't know if they're worth it until after until they see what they follow up with. You pay them on potential. I mean, I mean that's what you're doing. I mean. It's going to be really interesting going forward to see what other quarterbacks get because, I mean, the Browns have really fucked up the entire market yep. with what they did with Deshaun Watson. Um, and so, I mean, the main guy you're looking at is Lamar and what Lamar is going to be worth. I was just about – I was going to say that, but go ahead. The next biggest guy you're going to look at and see what he's worth is Justin Herbert because yeah. um, he, he's coming up here pretty soon. And that guy – you're talking about a guy who could just really break a bank. Um, I would. I mean, just going off potential, I, I would. I'm gonna say I guess so. I love that Kyler got paid, but again, it's 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 tough to say because unfortunately he played. He did great as a rookie. He played well uh, his following season and last year, the first half season, he was great. I mean, he was in MVP talk. Oh yeah. Then he got hurt, and that's the only thing that bugs me right now is that he's got hurt two years in a row. Second half of the season, the first time he got hurt, can't really put too much on him because he was out for at least three, four games toward the end of the season. I think he tried to make it work the last game, and he was just too hurt to play. Mm-hmm. Last year, the one thing I could, you can't say is they struggled down, towards, down the stretch, but he also didn't play great. And I just mainly go back to that Lions game, a game that should have been a pretty easy win for them. Yeah, For a team, I know the, the Lions were scrappy last year. But, I mean, that's still a game that the Cardinals need to win. And they just didn't lose. They got – the Lions kicked their ass. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. I'm going to say I guess so, if that's an answer. But uh, I think it's going to be – he's going to be one of more of these cases that now that he's paid, we'll see if he really is worth it. Um, because, I, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence either way. Based on, based on talent and physical ability, he's worth it. What's his mindset like? Based, I don't know. And I'm saying that because, you know, I just showed Philly, you know, apparently in his contract, they negotiated that he has to watch film film for hours on one day. He has or to watch at least four hours. Four hours of film. Like, for them to put that in their contract, that's saying something about where he's at mentally. To but they're f- saying something about how he, how serious he's taking it. You know that can be. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you can put that in so many. In, in a, I don't know. And obviously, can, Kyler agreed to it because it's in the contract. So many ways. I just don't know for sure. But from a skill set and like from his physical ability, of course, when you're given these contracts, you're paying for potential. 
right? Yes, he he deserves it, but at the same time, it's like you need to lock in because you got what you wanted. You made this big hoopla. The Cardinals showed you that you're their quarterback for the future. You need to lock in and show why you deserve this money. Sure, like and, and I, I agree think with that. you understood. You you should understand that when you signed that that line, when you put your name on that contract. Mm-hmm. This is what the people. This is what we expect. When you're making that much money, we can have expectations for you to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. And that's for Cardinals fans. And I guess you guys are big OU fans, so you're going to support them regardless. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't know. For me, now you have to also look at, like you just said, like you alluded to, Lamar Jackson. Because if you compare their wins, Lamar Jackson has them beat. If you compare how many touchdowns, pa- touchdown passes, Lamar Jackson has them beat. If you compare rush yards, Lamar Jackson has them beat. So... Well, yeah, remember, too, he's been in the league longer, too. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, from performance-wise, because they both have had some injuries the last couple years. Well, at least Lamar Jackson is last year. We right? had a, he had boo-boo stomach. Get the fuck. Bad anyway, boo-boo stomach. Anyway, so you, you do have to take that. I'm in, Have you guys seen Lamar Jackson on Instagram at all? He's yoked. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has been eating he's, people yeah. and lifting buildings. Yeah, he's okay. been. Uh, I just want to he's say been that. put in. He's been putting. He's in been work putting too. in work. So yeah. I'm excited to see him perform. But uh, and, and what they do with his contract. But um, yeah, I think if you're if you're just going based on potential, if you're going based on um, his physical ability and the different things, I think yeah, you have to pay him this. Uh, you have to lock him in and let him know he's the future. And yeah, and see what happens. The Cardinals have definitely put a team around him, and I think the expect. I think. Cardinals fans should definitely put pressure on him because he should be expected to do better with this team. You know, I would at least like to see you get out of the first round of the playoffs. Oh, I would oh, at yeah. least like to see you go into the playoffs and be like, okay, this team is competing for a championship, not this team is just on the cusp of they're lucky to be in the playoffs. Sure. You know, so I don't know. What do you think, Preston? Uh, time to go earn it. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, they will go from being the best team in football last year to very um, very average. average, yeah. I was trying to think of a good way to put that. And then, I mean, you just look. At, I mean, obviously, when they got in the playoffs, you look at what they did against the champs. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, if you're about five minutes in, and you knew this game was oh, yeah. not even close. Oh, 100 percent. They did not look like they d- deserved to be on the same field. Yeah. Them. So, yeah. No, I mean, hey, obviously happy for Kyler. You know, hopefully he puts some of that money back into the OU program. That'd be nice. Uh, you know, help baseball out maybe a little bit too. He loves uh, all that team. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, go prove it, man, because I want to obviously support you and uh, all that, but you got to be able to stay on the field and continue to play at that high level because he shows that he's got it. He's just got to uh, stay healthy. So. Yeah, and you gotta look. You gotta give the Cardinals organization credit because it could have been easy for them just to, you know, try to make a way to move on and make a deal, and but they are you know trade him, do something with them, but they they steadfast. They they worked out a deal. They just also worked out a deal. They got his best friend from college yep. on the team now. Um, after they, because uh, I, from my understanding, from what I read, he wasn't exactly the happiest that they took uh, Isaiah Simmons over Ceedee Lamb in the draft. Um, now, of course, they needed defense help, but he was pushing hard to get the to get CD. 
and they didn't take him, so they go and get Marquise. So they're doing everything they can to please him. Yep. Um, he's. I mean, he is on the hot seat. I mean, the guy on the biggest hot seat though is Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, 100 percent. No, I mean, if they start off, they start off slow this year. No, I think Cliff's is hotter. Yo, you think so? Oh, if they start off slow this year, I they, I could see him firing in this midseason. I agree. I know. I think Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury even before the deal got going, I think his seat was the hottest. So what do they have to do to? Uh, what does Kingsbury have to do to you, you guys feel to cement his seat? Make the playoffs again. For like one. have a winning record and make the playoffs. Or get out of the first round of the playoffs. I think he can make the playoffs, and if he can get out of the first round, then I think he's. I think he's really good. I think if he makes the playoffs, and let's say it's not a game like it was last year, where it was a blowout, maybe it is competitive. Because um, you got here's the thing we got to remember too, boys. That first six games of the season, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. So right, this team's going to be. This is going to be. It's going to be interesting for them. So, but I think if they can make the playoffs, that obviously helps Kingsbury. Say it's a close loss. I, I don't think that hurts him. Does um, DeAndre get to practice? I would think so. But just not playing the game? I think so. I would think so. Cool. But they uh, help them keep some type sure. of chemistry. In the well, that's my question is, does he get to play in some of the preseason games? Yeah, I can't remember how that works. I don't think he gets to play in it. It's like anything, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. Anything like NFL organized – I don't think he can participate in, but, I think but he like team, yeah, team wise, stuff. he can do yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that's how it is. Well, I mean, I'm surprised it, they don't suspend people from the facility. That's uh, I, well, I, there, I think there are suspensions that do that. So yeah. if you like, I think it's one without pay. Yeah, so I, I can't remember. Oh. No, did he, no, he removed his appeal. Well, the only reason why I ask about that because obviously regular season games are different from preseason games, so. He could get it. They if he could get it there and play a little bit, even a preseason game with them, that'd be great. But I don't know. I don't know how that works. But you know, it's going to be interesting. They get past those six games, and then they had the 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 rest of the season left. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I I think a playoff appearance, even with a loss, I think he's in good shape. Obviously, I think if they make the playoff and they get past first round, I think Kingsbury's really in good shape. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And once again, back to football. Can't, Dude, I can't wait. Can't, can't, can't wait to wait. see how this all unfolds because there's a lot of good storylines going into this year. Yeah. We'll obviously touch on a lot of that getting closer. Um, I mean, we're going to have two episodes back-to-back where it's just like one's a college football episode and then one's a uh, NFL, NFL prediction episode. Yep. No, that'll be absolute fire. Yeah. Um, all right, let's finish up about an hour and a half in. Um, let's go ahead and hit our review. You and uh, uh, Antoine both saw nope. So I'd like to hear just a little take on it, and then uh, we'll finish up with what you're watching. So, um, Well, obviously I'm going to let Antoine take the first reins on this because uh, he came out uh, very adamant uh, in the text group uh, right after seeing it. So, uh, And you guys were t- – got- I didn't answer because I was in the middle of watching it at the time. So Antoine – what did you think of Nope? I thought it was trash. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I, he just didn't say he just didn't like it. He said it was trash. No, it was trash to me. Uh, and I hate saying that because I love uh, Jordan Peele's movies. But um, it didn't mm, – I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like I I just feel like the storyline was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh the acting was good. 
yeah. the actual. I'm trying to like say it without like telling too much because I yeah. know uh, Preston hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything, but I just didn't think the storyline was that good. It didn't make sense. The end didn't make sense to me. Um, I, I hated the end. I didn't understand what the, they were trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It was just all over the place. It didn't make sense. It, I didn't like it. I did not like it. It was really, really trash. I went in there expecting. Honestly, you you know what I'm talking about. The best part of the movie is when he went into the ranch, right? And then he was tra- he turned the light off and it went back on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. See, right? yeah. that was the best part of the movie to me. I mean, that was a great was scene. Like, that was a great oh. scene. But then, like you know, obviously we know what it was afterwards. But that was the best part of the movie. Everything other than that, it just it just missed a lot for me. Sure. It didn't it didn't do it for me. Maybe I went in there with too high of expectations. Uh, but it was just kind of it was my. I'm not gonna see it was say it was the worst movie that I've ever seen in my life. That's not the case because <laughs> the village definitely takes that award. Okay. For me, um, you ever seen the village? Oh yeah. Yeah, it really pissed me off. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, I just didn't like it. Though. I don't know. I didn't like it at all. Um, I think well, one is if you go in, and it's funny you mentioned the village because obviously pool or appeal. I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Peele has kind of the same yeah Jordan Peele uh, but Jordan Peele has the same kind of and it's I'm not they're obviously different styles but he he his movies you you're interested because you want to know what's going on just the way M Night's early career yeah. was it had that later it has on. that same type of tone yeah they and most of them really kind of do but yeah. obviously I I like I like the movie more than you did um, with Jordan Peele movies obviously there's a bit of deeper meaning into it. This is kind of a movie I think you need to see multiple viewings of to try to – one, to make sure you caught everything that it, it's throwing at you. See if you miss anything. See any you know, any signs it's like any with deeper meanings. I mean I went – when I got done, I actually went and did, just looked up some of the stuff for it. You know, see if there was something I missed, you know, what, what I was looking into. And some of the meanings you look into it when you read into a little bit more of it, what he – it seemed like he was going for. Like it made sense. Um, obviously, he talked about his. Uh, they were doing some comparisons, like it was kind of. I mean, he, they talked about a couple Spielberg movies that it was compared to, um, and I got the comparisons once I did a little bit more uh, reading into it. Um, one is clearly Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, anybody, I mean, you watch the trailer, um, it makes total sense for that one. But there's another massive one. I won't spoil here, but it made sense to when I read a little bit more into it. But especially the end, just for the ending, the, how it ended. Um, but also too, they they dove into some kind of the, some of the meanings of his story and what they're going for, and it made sense too. I, for me, it's his second best movie after uh, Get Out. I still think Get Out is his best movie. You think it's his second best movie? I like this better than I did Us. That's crazy. I liked Us, I but I like this. Movie. I did like this better. Here's my thing, though. This is a this is a movie. This is for entertainment. You shouldn't have to Google and deep dive into stuff when you're there to be entertained and you're there to like most people. Well, you have to remember who is directing crap. it. He yeah. does. He that's his. That is that's the thing with him is that he has these movies that have deeper meanings to them. Yeah, I mean I, that's that's I his. That's how he does it. At the same it. time, like most people get the general grasp of what you're trying to say, and I'm not saying that, like I understood the movie. I did. Yeah. It just kind of was. 
it was just kind of all over the place. Like there were just some parts that just didn't like, okay, what's the point of having that there? You know what I mean? Like, why sure. are we talking about this? And I get that. A, you know, AKA the, 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 the TV scene, even though I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Was yeah. Like, what was the point of having that there? And that's, because that, that was the, now that I agree with you there. That's the one thing that I didn't know. I was, I didn't, I was, I didn't understand why it was there. Um, and that's one of the parts that brings kind of the movie down for me, because um, it, in a way, it did make it made no it made no sense. It made no sense to have it. Though. Now that being said, it's supposed to go into one of the characters' backstories, so it shows you what that. But then again, it didn't relate so much so to what Everything was going else. on in the movie. So that's exactly. that's where I it threw me off. Um, uh, directing wise, the way it was shot. This is actually for me the, the way he directed it and shot it. This is the best movie he's done because you look at the scope, you look at how it was shot. I mean, it's beautifully shot. Story wise, none of those other two movies top Get Out, so that's not even a question. Um, acting wise, I mean, it was another great performance from Daniel Kaluuya in yeah. a Jordan Peele movie. Kiki Palmer was really funny in it. Um, yeah. They needed her good. energy. Yeah, they need her in the energy movie because it was so like blind energy yeah. until she showed up and it was you yeah know, everything that came with it so even though sometimes she was kind of annoying with how uh over that those two were together yeah. how what he was going for and then of course what she was going so for. different but so it also different. in a sense made i mean what the movie was going for as well too and then you had the third guy um he was I, cool he was great I liked uh, him. the tech guy i mean he was fantastic um that little trio made for a nice little uh that they had good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, like I said, overall, I think it's for me. It's Peel's second best movie. So what you? I thought about? Us was. I thought Us was a good movie. I just I didn't like it as much as I did these other two. Um, if I was going to go for this, man, I think I, I liked Us. I mean, Us is a good movie. I liked Us. So. I um. But. I, I would say for uh, I mean us I gave I probably would give us about like a three three six three seven I probably give this a I mean this was a borderline four star movie for me. Um, Preston, I can't wait for you to watch if, this so you can break, if I say so you can break it if I go under down I would say make a three point I mean a three point nine three point nine five. Nah, for me <laughs> uh, I'm giving this. I mean, the way you described it, you can't say anything lower. You can't say anything. You gotta say like a, I'm going two, two eight. Two eight. Two eight. I'm going two eight. I mean, I don't know if two eight's trash, but well, I'm not. <laughs> well, because it's trash to me, but it's not sure. like I don't know. It's not the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. Sure. I just the village. I, I think I need to watch it again. Do you not agree? You don't? Did you like the village? It wasn't my favorite Shyamalan movie by far. I did not. It, it, really it was a movie that took. Yeah, it was especially movie that took when I found out they were in a forest preserve. Yeah, pissed me off. I'm like, you mean to tell me I've been watching this whole movie the whole fucking time, and it's been costumes and forest preserve? Oh, I was, I was heated. Yeah, but um, no, I would give it like a two. I need to watch it again. Again, I think it's a movie you need to watch. I appreciated times. certain parts of the movie. I think I just went in there with the wrong intentions. Like, I went in there like expecting more. Mm-hmm. You know, and the better storyline and things that went together. He was he's been so good at putting things together and you know keeping me entertained throughout his other two movies sure. that I just kind of was like disappointed on this one. So maybe I'm a little harsh. 
maybe I need to just sit back, go in there with different expectations, and and, it's and rewatch one that it needs- again. And go from there. The end really pissed me off, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, that goes into comparison to another one. The end really pissed me off because I'm sitting there like, you mean to tell me like this thing just did like it? I don't know. Yeah, we. I don't know. I can't really talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about About that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see. It. I'll, I'll break the tie here. We'll, we'll see. Okay. See what uh, uh, how it really played out. Um, I did watch the Gray Man. Oh yeah. Um, and I was I was very happy. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, you know, I think there's. I think you had mentioned it when you when you talked about it a little bit. Maybe a little cheesy at times. Sure. Um, there's you know a few parts that are just kind of eh for me. Well, it was a, I mean it's a very cliche as far as spy movies. Right. It doesn't reinvent the wheel for right. spy movies. Absolutely. Um, some of the dialogue is kind of cheesy. Um, it's just one of those like action movies that like it kind of like a turn your brain off and just enjoy two hours of spectacle. You know, two actually well three, two really good lead performances and a third good lead performance. Um, if I had one thing to I don't know if they gave Ana de Armas enough stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I thought she could have been done a little bit more. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Chris Evans is fantastic. Oh, yeah. His part is He's a great villain. Awesome. Absolutely great villain. Thought he played it to, uh, to a T uh, of being the, the perfect, just like real smart ass, uh, you know, badass. So... He, um, yeah, he, and uh, that, that's what made the final fight scene. Yeah. So, because it was just that overconfidence of him going in, and then the kind of quiet, stoic confidence of Ryan Gosling that, because uh, outside, I mean, obviously, what, I can't really spoil it because Antoine's. Yeah, don't spoil it because I'm going to watch it tonight. Jeez. Obviously, right. certain things had to be di- changed in the, that final fight. To make it kind of even, um, and you know, and of course, Chris Evans played it up well. I mean, the final fight—that's that's one of my favorite fight scenes, definitely of the year. Yeah, I know it, it was really good. Um, the way they set it up too—it's all—it's one of the better set up action scenes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I just think it's a good story, good action, mm-hmm. um, acting. Like I said, it was, it was pretty good. Um, it was just fun. It was a good watch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was glad I did. So, yeah. I'd, I, Gosling needs to do more action movies. Yeah, no, I thought he did fantastic. I mean, honestly, I thought he was a good, quiet badass. You know, I mean, as a way, and he. Now, the one thing I've seen people do, and I don't mind is at times, is that when a guy is just borderline unkillable, because um, they make some of these heroes sometimes. Right. It's like they go through it, and then they start getting their ass really whipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that they basically almost made him borderline not killed. Yeah. No, he was going to take anything they had to offer. <laughs> yeah, <she had. laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that, that's what I'm watching. Um, what do you got going? Um, I've got to get caught up. I, got, I finished the final episode of The Old Man. Okay. Uh, one of the better shows, that's new shows that's come out this year with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, first season, I think i got to go, uh, because it's a longer season, I'll go a little bit bigger uh, rating. I'm going to go, I'm going to get that a 9 out of 10. Uh, story-wise, there was there's not a bunch of action, but the action that is in there is very solid. Um, the two lead performances from uh, Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are really good. 
Um, I, I mean, one I definitely recommend. Uh, another show I'm, I got to get caught up on the next episode is Blackbird on uh, Apple TV. Uh, it's been a very interesting show so far. Um, it's I've liked the way they've handled uh, the characters, the story. Um, it's been interesting. Uh, uh, really, you know, it's a good show. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to end. I don't think this is going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to have multiple seasons. I think it's just going to be a one-off. So um, I'm very interested to see how that one's going to end. Um, besides that, not. I mean, most of my other shows are usually done. I mean, you guys got to get caught. Did you get caught up watching The Boys? No. I haven't even, like... Okay. I haven't even tried, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I want to. I, I just... I got to find time for that to be my show. Sure. Yeah, I'll feel that. So, besides that, no, not really anything else. The Gray Man and Nope were the two big movies that came out this week. Um, Bullet Train comes out... Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's one I'm definitely going to be checking up on. Um, besides that, yeah. Antoine, yeah. anything? I mean, Nope was... No, that's all. I, I just watched yeah. Nope this weekend. I've been uh, kind of on a Jurassic Park kick. Nice. Here recently, so I've been like watching all of them. Um, I'm getting ready to watch the one that just came out. Mm-hmm. You can rent it on Amazon now. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I've been doing, really. I definitely gotta check that one out. It was uh, I've heard from a couple people now so far. They said it's pretty good, so okay. definitely want to check out. Um, check out what Jurassic World, uh, the new one. You didn't see it yet? No, I was. I know, which is weird. None of us have seen it. Yeah, I can't believe that's that. crazy. Yeah, no, it's weird. I mean, one, it was funny. There was there was a run when it came out that I would just I just didn't have time. Yeah, um, and then so just and now it's out. So I'm having just to do the streaming thing. Wait till it's not twenty dollars. Um, but uh, oh yeah, it is twenty dollars, huh? Yeah, if I'm going to spend twenty dollars a movie, I'm buying it. It's going to be in my DVD collection. So, <laughs> um, so no, I'm 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 interested to see that. Uh, one real quick thing: it's not what we watched, but they did just come out with Comic Con. So they new trailers came out. Did anybody watch the John Wick trailer? I did. I did. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, looks, looks great. Yeah, feed, yeah, me, yeah, feed yeah. me everything. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I hope that's actually the only trailer they I'm put ready. out. Yeah, I, I really okay that that a minute thirty mm-hmm. of that right there. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, um, I agree. I'll did anybody watch the that. Wakanda Forever trailer? Yeah, and I know who Black Panther is. I don't know why they're trying to act like it's some big suspenseful thing. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> what? Who is it? Shuri. Huh? Uh-huh. Siri. The sister? Yes. Okay. That's who it is. It was that in the comics. And they, they're going to do that. You can tell it's her. You can't tell? Well, okay. I mean, maybe, I I'm just a Mar- <laughs> maybe I'm just a Marvel nerd. So, maybe that's perfect. But it's going to be it's gonna be the sister. Just so, spoiler, I guess, it's going to be the, sis- the sister. 100%. Unless they brought back Michael B. Jordan. No. <laughs> it's too skinny. Did you see the end? Yeah. So I wish they brought back Michael B. Jordan. That He's, he made, I'm glad he made but, that very clear because that was a big push. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, nope, I'm not even touching that. Yeah, uh, he, but should, he should leave it alone. I will say this. Watching this first trailer, which it was a fantastic trailer. Uh, it looked I, dark. I actually, this has me more, this first trailer had me more interested in this new movie than the first trailer for Black Panther had me in that, uh, for the first one. No, this one looks darker. This, to me, was a better trailer than the yeah. first Black Panther trailer. It, it looks darker to me. I don't know, maybe because... It's the way it's shot. That was the vi- Well, the vibe was too... It's very heavy. Sad. It's yeah, very, it's very heavy. heavy. So, But, uh, 
yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I can't wait to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know who Black Panther is. They don't need to hide it from me. Oh man, such a smart guy. Yeah, I guarantee you, it's that person. Uh, did you nerd? Uh, nerd. <laughs> the wet guy. Did you uh, Black Adam trailer? I watched the one that we talked about. I didn't watch the new one. Okay, there's yeah, the there's, one that we saw. Yeah, new one came out. The man. Rock is just so cheesy, bro. I just hate it. But I don't know. We'll see, see, what was the other big deal? Oh, DC, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah. I, I like. I mean, I like the first Shazam. This looks like it's just going to be more of that fun, so. Yeah. Um, the first one was pretty low-key. Like, it was sneak, fun. It was sneaky good. You know? it was like funny. I wasn't expecting it to be at what it was. I was very on the fence about what it was going to be, but, yeah. I mean, the trailer looked good, so I was like, I'll give it a shot, and then I was, I didn't I was want like, it to be this is much cheesy. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, both excited. leading into, like, uh, the question of, like, who's going to be Superman, so. Um, I'm hoping they bring Henry Cavill back. Uh, it sounds like they're very mum on the topic. So, uh, because Black Adam is apparently supposed to be on that almost same level as Superman. So, uh, if they get a fight between The Rock and Henry Cavill Superman, I will be very interested. Oh, that, that would be pretty dumb. That would be lit. That would be. But I'm just, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for Avatar to come out, bro. That's what I'm waiting it's on. Been hearing about it for ten years. I know, um, but it's coming. It's supposed to be this November, December, or something like Guys, that. Guys, I'm I'm gonna be true for you. I thought You're Avatar. I thought Avatar was overrated. You're tripping. Anyway, it so. was basically. I mean, technology wise, it's fantastic. Yeah. Story wise, it's Fern Gully live action. It is kind of a weird story. Man betrays his whole country, <laughs> or his, the whole world, the whole world, <laughs> the whole world, and sleeps with an alien. For some. For some. Yeah. For some blue, uh, yeah, coochie. JJ. First off, coochie. Uh, knowing who voiced it as Zoe Saldana, there wouldn't be much I wouldn't give up for Zoe Saldana. So, yeah. but no, uh, no I, I just, was a big fan. That's one of my favorite movies. Here's my thing: is one I hated that. I mean, it's a movie that should have a sequel a long time ago. Two, that the fact that this has kept James Cameron from doing other shit. Is what's pissed me off more than anything. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I, I, I get that. But you know, he, he's also the type of person that puts. I appreciate what he does because he puts everything into the movies he makes. Sure. If he can't get the technology that he wants, he will not film it until it's right. And don't, don't like Avatar. Like from a visual standpoint, that's what I'm saying. It's fantastic. It changed oh yeah, it was, it was, like, it was great. So I'm me. just to, to, for it to be 2022. And, and, and this movie's gonna come I can't wait to see what it looks like visually so but if they would've told me hey like Avatar's you can have Avatar and then a sequel for True Lies or Avatar and then like 10 years later have a sequel for Avatar I'd be like give me Avatar as a one off and give me True Lies too. yeah but I'm okay with that. now we're just sitting here waiting for him to and there's gonna be five freaking movies and he, so but he's gonna, made it clear he doesn't he's not gonna do five he's apparently he's gonna stop after three three yeah which is good because then he can figure something else out to do. Yeah, but he's still going to be a part of it though. He's not. Oh, he'll be a producer. Let somebody have his baby. We're talking about the number one selling movie of all time. He's well, it's just like, um, and this is probably going to break that record. Well, now it's behind. Uh, it's back behind Endgame. Mm. I no, mean, they're going to re- they're going to re-release it. They're going to re-release Endgame. No, they're going to release Avatar. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's not far and behind it, Endgame. It, it's going to pass Endgame. It's still number one. I mean, it's still no. I think Endgame's too. Still. I thought By I thought like Endgame passed. I thought it did too. I thought uh-huh. it passed it, but then again, if it re-releases it, then I, it's going to pass it. Yeah. So. Doesn't matter. Endgame was a better movie anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, 
We had a lot to talk about. Apparently so. Where are we at? We're, we're at 1.55. Told so. you. Look. Yeah. We should but be done early in the one thirty. Here's, here's the problem is that we say this and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, no, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hopefully made it to this point to know uh, what Sam's true feelings on Avatar is. You're so. welcome. <laughs> but no, um, lots going to go on. A lot more uh, news, obviously, here being in kind of a weird off season. Um, unless you're super into baseball, it's just a lot of off season news. But we got a lot coming up. I think we'll know by next episode. Obviously, where Soto lands, and maybe even where Kevin Durant ends up. So, uh, expect a lot to happen between now and next week. Um, so make sure you're following us on social media to uh, keep up with the news, what we got to say about it, and uh, what we're watching. So, I uh, hope you guys all have a great evening. Make sure you follow us on social media. You guys have a great night. Chitty chitty bang bang. Later, guys. <laughs>